Blog Talk Radio. Your attention, please, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming. It's Tuesday night, and it's 7.30 p.m., everyone. It's time for your national family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thorne. The acclaimed news talk program has earned a reputation as a high-quality example of digital journalism. We deliver the conversations you want to hear about the news defining our time. You can expect expert and celebrity guests weekly. This popular show is the recipient of the Bold Award in Journalism and has the We Day Excellency in Journalism Award. Let's bring in our on-air host, the one and only Shana Thornton. Well, good Tuesday evening, everyone, and welcome to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. Of course, I am Shana, and I'm very excited and honored that you have tuned in with us live on this Tuesday, February the 16th, 2016, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I am ready to present one fabulous show for you this Tuesday night. Now, if you don't know, you should know that this is a universal news talk show that delivers information for everyone. I keep emphasizing everyone because we exclude no one. We don't isolate anyone. We deliver digital journalism on the next level, okay? And if this is your very first time tuning in to Let's Talk America Radio, I think you're going to be impressed. If it's your third, fourth, or 20th time, hey, thanks for joining us. We are excited you are back on board. Tonight, we're covering a very important topic. It's one uh, that helps change the course of the civil rights movement. We're talking about the life and death of young Emmett Till. Now, many of you have heard his name. You may already know that he was 14 years old when he was brutally murdered. But there are a lot of details that most people are not familiar with. And I am no expert, but I've brought two expert guests in tonight that are going to share some powerful information. Again, you want to message everyone because this show is for literally everyone. Please send a text message out to family, uh, friends, neighbors, colleagues, and let them know that LTA Radio, Let's Talk America Radio is on now. We are streaming live, and it is an honor to present, of course, what I consider a very important segment about the life and death of Emmett Till, okay? Many consider his death uh, the changing factor for the civil rights movement that uh, pushed and encouraged uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks to act. Okay, so you want to stay with us tonight. This matters for everyone, regardless of race, creed, ethnicity, or background. This show matters. Emmett Till, the name is out there. Uh, join us tonight as we explore more about his life and even his death. Okay, and it's some information coming from both guests that I simply was not aware of. And, and maybe you were, maybe you're not, but stay with us and please encourage all of the youth to tune in also. Of course, we've got some great music. You know we love meaningful conversation, and we love great tunes with it. So it's a complete show. It's not a very long one, but it is a, an entire show uh, that aims to inform everyone. You know, information and awareness is uh, a critical tool. All right, everyone? So we also have our signature in the news segment coming up very soon in seconds. Of course, that's where we highlight the top trending news stories from around the globe. Hey, if you're out there on Instagram, going through your news feed on Facebook or Twitter, hashtag LTA Radio, LTA all caps. Let others 
know that you are tuned in right now because it will encourage them to tune in also. I can't say enough how thankful we are for all of our listeners sticking with us. Uh, The show is what it is because of you. We appreciate the support of this platform. Again, digital journalism on the next level. Well, everyone, get ready because we're off to set this show off live tonight. It is February the 16th, uh, 2016, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, it's probably a little after 7.30 now. But we're excited to kick it off. Let's get it going. LTA Radio is in your ear. Do you need to see a doctor today and can't wait two weeks for an appointment? Are you tired of waiting for hours on end in the emergency room? Well, good news. Get Well Urgent Care is open seven days a week from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Dr. Baruti and his well-trained staff specialize in minor surgical procedures like keloid removal, IV therapy, telemedicine, and a six-month physician-supervised weight loss program. Get Well Urgent Care is located in Douglasville, Georgia, Interstate 20, Exit 37. Call 404-937-3508 or go to www.getwellga.org. Are you considering seeking therapy but aren't sure whether it's the right choice for you? If certain issues have been causing problems in your life and you aren't sure how to make the necessary changes, therapy can help. Dealing with your problems with the help of a professional can help you start on a more productive pattern. While one in five American adults suffer from some form of mental illness, about 45 to 65% with moderate to severe impairment is in treatment. Approximately 111,000 of Georgia youth live with a serious mental health condition. Positive Change Counseling Services is a community health care corporation providing family counseling and human development services to children and families in unserved and underserved communities. Positive Change Counseling Services is dedicated to solution-focused treatment for behavioral and mental health. Our community-based organization provides an array of confidential services with specialization in youth, family, and individual counseling. Some of our target solution services include treatment for the following, depression, ADHD, anxiety, emotional health problems, adverse behavior habits, post-traumatic stress syndrome, common symptoms for abused and neglected children, aggression and stress management. We are a core agency that provides in-home and in-office services through our individuals and group therapy, family therapy, community support services, crisis intervention, as well as diagnostic and nursing evaluations and assessment. For further information on how to start receiving services, please contact Positive Change Counseling Services at 404-298-0888. Please also visit our website at www.pccounseling.org. Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thorpe. Hi, my name is Kavarga, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thorpe. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thorpe. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be. 
Well, welcome back, everyone. Of course, I'd be remiss if I did not send a special acknowledgement and thanks out to all of our national partners and sponsors. Your support truly is priceless. And a special thanks to all of our weekly dedicated loyal listeners. This show is what it is because of you. Uh, You tune in live. You also go back and listen to the replay podcast episodes. And you've shared the show, your family radio talk show, with family, friends, colleagues, neighbors, everyone you know. We've gotten the feedback. Thank you so much. Right now, I would also like to encourage you to check out our brand new website. It's easy to remember, America with ShanaThornton.com. Again, that's www.letstalkamerica with ShanaThornton.com. There you can find out more information on our great and supportive sponsors and partners, uh, more information on our upcoming show guests and topics, and also contact information uh, if you need to reach out to the show. I'll save you a few seconds if you want to send any feedback, any um, suggestions for future show topics or guests. If you want to submit uh, yourself or perhaps a client, if you're a PR firm, uh, for future shows, email us at let's talk Shana at gmail.com. Again, that's let's talk Shana at gmail.com. One stop shop, you can reach us there. Well, everyone, we're set to continue on with the show for tonight. Again, it's Tuesday, February the 16th, 2016, and we are excited and honored you are on with us. It is time for In the News, of course, which is our signature news segment where we highlight the top global news that matters to you. And we have one full week already. In the news, Supreme Court passing. 79-year-old Justice Antonin Scalia, the longest-serving U.S. Supreme Court Justice of the current court, has died. He was the first Italian-American on the high court. Now, there are conflicting reports about whether an autopsy should have been performed on Scalia. A manager at the El Paso funeral home where Scalia's body was taken after he was discovered unresponsive at a ranch for hunters said the justice's family made it clear that they did not want an autopsy done. Now, meanwhile, an area judge acknowledged that she pronounced Scalia dead by phone without seeing his body. She spoke to law enforcement officials who were at the scene who did assure her that there were no signs of foul play. Now, do note that Scalia's physician in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, said the 79-year-old suffered from a host of chronic conditions. President Barack Obama has said he plans to fulfill his constitutional right and appoint another justice to the court. Now, some Republicans have already asked that the president hold off until a new president takes office, including some of the contenders for the Republican presidential primary. Scalia was viewed by many as a starch conservative. In the news, politics continues to make headlines. By now, many already know that businessman Donald Trump won the New Hampshire Republican presidential primary with 35.3% of the vote and 10 delegates, while Bernie Sanders won the Democratic New Hampshire presidential primary with 60.4% of the vote and 15 delegates. Both were predicted to win the state's primaries. In more political news, mark your calendar because Super Tuesday is quickly approaching. A total of 12 states will hold presidential primaries on Tuesday, March 1st, mostly in the southeast. Now, we will keep you up to date on the latest political news, so do stay tuned in to Let's Talk America Radio. And lastly, in the news, deadly bombing in Syria. A hospital in northern Syria, supported by Doctors Without Borders, was destroyed in airstrikes this past Monday, February the 15th, leaving at least eight staff members missing. The aid agency said the medical center was hit by four rockets. At this time, it is not known who carried out the strikes. 
the hospital did have a total of 54 staff members. Now, this concludes our signature segment in the news, but you have to stay with us. If you're ever uh, interested in Let's Talk America Radio to put the spotlight on a local or national story of interest, connect with us. You can email us at letstalkshana at gmail.com, or you can connect with me on Twitter at Thornton. Again, my handle on Twitter is S.S. Thornton, okay? And we do follow back on the various social media um, outlets out there. Just a friendly reminder, of course, we deliver uh, our version, our audio version of In the News. But Let's Talk America Radio has joined forces with SCB TV Channel 182 News out of Georgia to produce the televised edition of In the News. And if you say, well, Shana, I live in California or perhaps I'm in Michigan, it's okay. If you visit our website, you will easily find the televised edition up in the news. Again, our easy-to-navigate website is www.letstalkamerica with shanathornton.com. That's www.letstalkamerica with shanathornton.com. Again, our televised version of In the News. Uh, You can find our link to Vimeo, and there you can view it completely free. Stay up to date on the latest breaking news with Let's Talk America radio. Well, everyone, we're moving forward now. Uh, In a few seconds, I'll review our quote for tonight. That's a hit with many of you. We appreciate all of the feedback going on right now on social media, and we will be back on in seconds. Go, go, go. This is Lanita Mitchell information on my music, please go to keeviaalford.com. That's K-E-Z-I-A-A-L-S-O-R-D.com or find it online at any digital outlet. I pray that my music blesses your soul. And you are currently listening to Let's Talk America with Jane Thornton. Welcome back, everyone. It is Tuesday night, and you are listening in live to Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. We are honored and excited you're on. And again, a friendly reminder, go ahead and hashtag LTA Radio right now, letting others know that you are tuned in to us live. All right, everyone, we're set to present our quote of the night which comes from President John F. Kennedy. Of course, yesterday, Monday, February the 15th, 2016, was President's Day. So I think it's only fitting to present a quote, a well-known quote, by one of our presidents. And John F. Kennedy, better known as JFK to many, once said, Change is the law of life, and those who look only to the past or present are certain to miss the future. Again, President John F. Kennedy once said, Change is the law of life, and those who look only to the past or present are certain to miss the future. And you know what? I think that statement speaks for itself. Change is constant. We know that. We can't stop it even if we tried. And you know, our history does matter. Um, But we have to learn important lessons from the past to ensure that we're not repeating it in our current state, known as the present, and certainly that we can move forward and ensure there's a brighter future for all generations, for all people, Okay, so what a powerful and meaningful quote. He, of course, President John F. Kennedy said it several decades ago, but I personally believe this statement is true, still true, and resonates here in 2016 on this Tuesday night. Well, everyone, I am excited and honored to present uh, this very important segment, again titled um, The Closer Look at the Life and Death of Emmett. 
Till. Uh, we have two guests, two exclusive guests on with us tonight. The first is acclaimed historian, Dr. Tara White. She is on first. And then we have the honor of uh, speaking one-on-one with award-winning filmmaker Keith Beauchamp. So uh, we've got one great lineup for you. Um, they're not very long interviews, but I think you're going to uh, be amazed and astounded by the information that they share. Do stick with us, okay? We're set to kick it off now. LCA Radio is in your ear. We're delivering quality news talk for everyone. Are you looking for a company to install a security system in your home or business? Are you currently paying someone too much to monitor your existing security system? Look no further. Just call Alarm Monitoring Service of Atlanta toll-free at 844-GET-AMSA. For as low as $18.95 a month, AMSA Security is fast, reliable, and rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau every year. That's toll-free, 844-GET-AMSA. Or go to amsasecurity.com and get your first three months free along with a free home consultation. Use promo code MARCO or call Marco Robinson directly at 678-979-6744 to schedule a site visit absolutely free. Hi, this is Leslie. I'm really enjoying the show. Let's Talk America keeps you in the know. Hi, my name is Tina Harrell, and I just love listening to Shana Thornton on Let's Talk America. It's wonderful. Please keep it going, Shana. Hi, I'm Yolanda, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Let's keep it going. Listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, it is Tuesday night, and you know we offer quality news talk that matters. Well, right now we are putting the spotlight on the life and death of Emmett Till, and I'm no expert on this, but we did recruit experts to come in and speak about the matter. And first up, we have acclaimed historian Dr. Tara White. She is an accomplished historian whose research focuses on post-Civil War Southern history, women, and the civil rights movement. She's also a history instructor at a U.S. college. Welcome to Let's Talk America Radio, Dr. White. Hi. We are excited and honored to have you on. Thanks for joining us. Now, I want to get right to it. Let's talk about Emmett Till. Many have heard his name and know something about the tragic situation. But let's talk more about the young man's life. Do we know about his life? Um, I don't think we really know um as much, the farther we get away from the from the, um, um, the the crime or the situation, I don't. I think we, you know, kind of know bits and pieces, but we don't know as much. Um, but uh, Emmett Hill was a young man, actually a teenager, um, about 14 years old, and um, he was visiting his family in the um, in Mississippi. His, his mother and father actually were. Um, living um, right outside of Chicago, where she grew up. He was visiting his family there in Mississippi uh, for the summer, which was common for um, African-Americans who had moved north during the Great Migration. Mm -hmm. You know, children came back back south for the summer. Um, And according to the story, um, Till went, went into a um, local, like, corner grocery store okay. with um, some friends, and he said something, you know, looked a little fresh. He, he went into the store, and, and the uh, store owner's wife was the person checking them out or whatever, okay. and he thought she was really pretty. And so he 
um, I think he whistled at her or something, you know. And so um, later on, he, he went back home. Okay. And um, and meaning home to know, home to Chicago, Chicago, or well, home in Mississippi visiting. I'm sorry. He went back to the house of the people he okay. was visiting. He was actually visiting his mother's uncle. Okay. Um, for the summer, he goes back to the mother's um, uncle's house, and um, later that afternoon, later that evening, these men show up and you know. Um, forcibly take him away uh, from the house and um, they take him to the barn um, beat him and torture him oh, wow. and um, gouge out his eyes um, oh, no. before shooting him in the head oh. and they threw his body into the Tallahatchie River put him, oh, no. tied him up to a cotton fan with this oh. huge uh, mechanical thing cotton fan body into the river thinking that you know, he, he would be, you know, gone forever, and no one would really discover his body, so forth and so on, and that their crime would be, you know, kind of concealed or covered. Oh, my, my. This is a horrific tragedy, but we're listening to Let's Talk America Radio here on Tuesday night, and we are talking about the life and death of Emmett Till, a young man, 14 years old, who was brutally murdered some years ago. Uh, we're talking about it because it's our history. Why focus on history? Because it matters. We need to know the facts, what happened, so we dare not repeat the horrific crimes of our past as a society. Now, Dr. White, tell me this. What year did all of this take place in? Now, this was actually in August of, of 1955. 1955. So, wow. Yeah, yes, August of 1955. Yeah. And a couple of things about uh, um, 1955. Yeah. Of course, this was the year after the Brown decision had been rendered. Okay. Um, Brown versus Board of Education of Kansas, which declared that separate, um, um, it, uh, well, segregated education uh, for black and white children was, was unconstitutional. Okay. Wow. Okay. So we so have we have that thing going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that passed. What you're saying, Dr. White, I mean, here Brown versus Board of Education, Supreme Court ruling. You know, we all know uh, those who are associated with it, uh, Supreme Court Justice, great lawyer, great mind, Thurgood Marshall. But you're saying just because it was law, obviously here we're talking about Mississippi, we're talking about 1955, and we're talking about race relations. Segregation is deep, king and queen in the South, but I can only imagine in the state of Mississippi, it probably went to a whole nother level. Would that be safe to say? That would be absolutely safe to say. Um, uh, people inside and outside of Mississippi call Mississippi the closed society. Oh, wow. And part of that was because um, Mississippi um, was similar to other states with, with very high, um, it, 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 well, with large um, populations of African Americans. Okay. Um, it seems that the higher the population of African Americans, and this is this is just me, um, my conjecture, um, that you had in those states with very high populations of African Americans, you had a considerably um, more um, stringent laws. Okay. Okay, so you think that... It's like Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South yes. Carolina. Yes, 
um, that Jim Crow and um, racial segregation and discrimination was, 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 was that much tighter. Wow. Um, in order to, to maintain I see. Those, those, those dual systems. I see. Working as a fear factor to sort of control, if you will, the minority race. Would that be safe to say? White supremacy was always supported by violence. Wow. And that is unfortunate, horrific. We're talking about the life and death of Emmett Till on Let's Talk America Radio this Tuesday night. Uh, we're right now speaking live with Dr. Tara White, of course. She's a historian, a uh, claimed historian, whose uh, focus uh, is several things, but in particular, uh, research focuses on post-Civil War Southern history in the Civil Rights Movement. And uh, that's important to have her on, uh, telling us more about the life and death of Emmett Till. You know, Dr. White, what do we know about his parents? Uh, Emmett Till's mom and dad. Who was he raised by? Well, um, Emmett Till's mom and dad. Uh, um, again, you know these is, these are Southerners who uh, migrate north. Okay. Their parents migrate north during the Great Migration. And um, and Mrs. Although Mrs. Till was born in Mississippi, she never really lived there. Oh, okay. Um, she actually had had been born and raised. Right in a, in a small town, right outside of Chicago. Oh wow! So I see. And so yeah, yeah. Interesting. So she, so she, was he raised by his mom and dad, or mostly his mother? He was raised mostly by his mother. His parents um, met and met um, when she was in high school. They got married. Uh, well, well, he wasn't in, in high school with her, but that she was um, right out of high school. Okay. Got married. Um, they they had Emmett, um, and then um, got divorced shortly after. I see. Okay. Um, shortly after he was born. So they, her kids' parents were not um, together long. And then the father uh, was, was a little kind of abusive. So, okay. um, in fact, there was a domestic violence case where the judge told him to either, you know, go to jail or go to the Army, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, wow. So he, he goes to the Army actually during World War II, um, uh, during that, that time period, and ends up in Italy and wow. dies in, in Italy in the 40s. Oh, wow, he does. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, you know, we know that his mother, who Emmett Till was mostly raised by, reportedly insisted on having the coffin open at the funeral. Now, that's what the reports say. Is this true? And if so, explain why would she want that? Uh, what happened with um, these kinds of situations is that the family, and again, remember Mrs. Till, Mrs. Till later Till Mobley, was not raised in the South, right? So um, what she did was she wanted the world to see. Um, she wanted the world to see what happened to her son. And it was her only son. Oh, wow. And was he her only child, I'm imagining? Her only oh, child. Okay. She, she she never had any any more children. Um, but Emmett was her only child, and um, actually they had to smuggle his body out of Mississippi. Wow. Once he goes missing, right? Uh, he's missing for a couple of days, okay. and um, they uh, a, a team of folks get together and they go and find his body in the. Um, in the river, yeah. They, they, you know, get get his body out of the river, and um, they 
um, working with the local black funeral home, um, get him together, you know, and send his body, embalm him, I'm sure, okay. and send him uh, from very hot, you know, Mississippi um, all, all the way to Chicago. Wow. And wow. Um, when she, of course, uh, when he, he, the body arrives in Mississippi, he's, he's mangled and um, oh, his, no. his face is, is completely disfigured. And she was heartbroken, you know, because she could I'm not sure. believe that, you know, something like this would happen yes. to her child. That's right. And she wanted the world to see. Wow. Because according to her, you know, lots of other folks that had things to happen, and this is the thing, the thing that comes out, you know, um, the, the, the idea that many folks have go, had gone missis, missing in Mississippi, yes. and um, nothing had ever happened. Wow. Wow, what a powerful uh, real-life account. Again, we can call it a story, but it's a real one, one that has a lot of historical meaning to it. Uh, the life and death of Emmett Till. We have on with us uh, Dr. Tara White. She is offering uh, some great information, things that I did not know. I'm sure many of you did not know. Again, we've heard the name Emmett Till. We knew something happened to an African-American boy um, who made some sort of comment or flirtatious gesture uh, to a Caucasian woman. Um, but Dr. White is telling us more about his family life, uh, what happened to his body. I, I, for one, did not know they actually smuggled his body uh, to Chicago so his mother could have his body for a funeral. You know, tell me this, uh, Dr. White. It's 2016. Um, you know, there are many that say, well, race relations obviously has improved. And no matter how, no matter how you, how you, how you uh, listeners, it's clear that we have come some ways from 1955, uh, of course, which had the horrific death, um, horrible, horrible death of Emmett Till. But Dr. White, where are we right now in terms of his legacy? In other words, what does Till's legacy mean to us right now? I mean, Hill was uh, one in many African American men, you know, who um, who who were um, victims of a, a racist system in the South, you know, and and this was like I said, this was just one person. Um, the legacy was that one thing Emmett Till does do is it galvanizes um, people to want to stop this. And it, and it galvanizes people all over the country okay. at that time to want to stop um, wow. kind of um, murder, uh, extra legal and um, not murders that are extra legal and that are not um, actually pr prosecuted, you know, fully. Yes. Because yeah. the, the guys did go, there was a trial. There, there was a trial. Okay. The, the outcome was predictable in Mississippi at the time. Absolutely. I knew they would not, um, they would not charge white men with the murder of a black child. Wow. Um, fast forward to 2016, and you've had, um, for the last few years, um, you've had some very public um, cases regarding um, black children. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, of course, you, you had Trayvon Martin, who would, would have been 21 years old the other day. Yeah. Um, you had... Um, Tamar Wright. Um, man in, yes, yes, yes. Mr. Wright, um, uh, Tamar, Tamir, and Tamir Wright in, yes. in Cleveland. And uh, you just have, you have so many 
young men and well, children, really. Okay, yeah. Um, who have been murdered um, by uh, police, the interactions with police. And what you, um, what we see today is that, you know, um, African American children are still um, presumed guilty. Okay. Wow. Presumed guilty, that's number one. But number two, you know, because, I mean, at 14 years old, he's still a child. Um, yes, like, he was. You're right, at 12 years old, he's still a child. Um, uh, Trayvon Martin, uh, what, what, 16, 17 years old? Okay. Um, still a child. You know, wow. these, these, these children are um, often treated like adults, and they're... Um, they, they, their, their black bodies are um, acted upon by the state, and it's always negative, always negative. A um, couple things, you know. So there's a, there's really a line, and there's really a string that goes from that that era. Because once we get into the civil rights movement, yes. One of the things that these young people are are actually, uh, and if you look at the demands of young people during the movement and the issues that they had, um, police brutality was always one of those issues. Okay. Right? Wow. Uh, the, the the action of the white state against you know black bodies, uh, but also um, you know the value of black life. Um, and, and that's really uh, something that, um, of course, the Black Lives Matter movement. Let, um, and let and let me ask you right there, because so as a historian, I, it's something a question that just emerged, and we only have about two minutes left. And I want to get this in because it piggybacks on what you just said. You know that the historical period that we're talking about, and you so eloquently described as top historian could, that a great deal of pain came from that historical period. I mean, listening at, to your account of Emmett Till is heartbreaking for anyone. I would like to thank not just African Americans, but Caucasian, Hispanics, Asian Americans. There are those, Dr. White, you know, who would argue, let's forget this painful period, Dr. White. We've got to move on. This isn't going to help race relations, talking about Emmett Till, talking about these other uh, young black men or young black children or uh, children of color of any sort. As a historian, before we leave, what would be your response to that? Because you know as a historian, many people say, forget about that war, forget about that period, let's move forward. Um, yeah, as a historian who lives in Alabama, <laughs> okay. um, I think it's important for us to understand the past and to, to, to understand the lessons of the past. Um, one of the lessons of the past, especially in in this sense, is that, you know, we, we have to, we cannot gloss over past injustices. Yes. Um, we cannot gloss over past injustices. That, that's one big thing. Um, because you have to, you have to come to terms with those things that, that have happened. Okay. And okay. I'll own up to them. And, and part of the thing, uh, part of the issue with America is that America has not fully come to terms. And you see people over and over again from, uh, you know, people like Tanahisi Coates and, and, uh, others talk about how America really has not, um, owned up to, um, their the past injustices okay. against people of color. Okay. 
okay. Well, okay. And so that, that, that that's a part of justice. Okay. That's so you're saying as a historian, let's tell the facts, let's tell the truth, and ultimately we'll be able to learn from this. And, and we have to address the injustices that occurred, even if it's a pretty picture or not. Right, Dr. White? That's right. Tell mm. the truth, and we can, we can address the issues, and we can heal. Wow, powerful topic, powerful guest. We're going to have to have you back on, uh, continue this conversation and many others. We so appreciate you being on. Uh, Again, Dr. Tara White, before you leave us, how can our national and international listeners uh, connect with you if they had more questions about the topic of Emmett Till or other questions? Um, They can connect with me by email. My email address is is pretty simple. It's um, Dr. Period (laughs) Tara, T-R-A, Blessing White at gmail.com. Awesome. Do connect with her. She welcomes that. Again, top-notch historian, Dr. Tara White, thanks for being on your friend of Let's Talk America Radio. Hi, this is pop culture correspondent Diana Vega in Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Let's Talk America Radio Show. Stay tuned. Congratulations, on-air personality Shana Thornton on being named the recipient of the 2015 Bold Award in Human Dignity. Your journalistic work on spotlighting the leading topics and people of today makes a difference. Keep up the great work. Listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, it is Tuesday night. And by now, you know we are putting the spotlight on a historical incident. Uh, We are talking about the life and death of Emmett Till. And right now, we have with us on the line Keith Beauchamp. He is the producer and director of the moving documentary about Emmett Till, titled The Untold Story of Emmett uh, Lewis Till. Welcome to Let's Talk America Radio, Keith. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we are excited and honored. Now, let's get right to it. We are talking about the life and death of Emmett Till tonight on Let's Talk America. Now, Keith, you produced and directed a film about the young man's uh, life and death. We just wrapped up a conversation about his life. What would you say is the most widely unknown fact about this tragic situation? Well, there's many, I unfortunately have to say, um, at the time of my beginnings on researching the Till case, there were not, um, so, there were not m- many materials out there for you to learn about his case. And unfortunately, this case was not taught in, in the school systems because it dealt with the sex and race issue, a problem that we still have today, um, talking, you know, basically talking about this issue in a public forum. So um, I have to say there are many things because the Till case is unlike what people have read about in the history books, and my film was a testament to that. It gave an opportunity for those who actually were there um, when Emmett Till was murdered to speak out for the first time. So I, I guess... To rephrase your question, what was one of the startling things about the Emmett Till case yeah. the public may not be aware of? I would have to say coming across information that black people were involved with this murder. And so that was truly shocking to me because as a child learning about the story, I only knew it was I only heard about white men being involved. Wait a minute. What what did you just say, Keith? I again I, I, I said that unfortunately there were black men who also participated okay. in the kidnapping. And I thought that's what you said. This is a shock. Please explain. 
Well, um, it was always known, if you read anything about Emmett Till, that Roy Bryant, J.W. Milan, the two known assailants, were the only ones yeah. who were involved with the kidnapping and murder of Emmett Till. Okay. Unfortunately, in, in um, 2000, um, I shouldn't say 2004, when the case was reopened, I, I, can't, I can't say that. In 2004, when the case was reopened, it was based on evidence that I brought forward that there were more people involved with the kidnapping and murder. I actually identified there was up to 14 people that was involved with the kidnapping and murder of Emmett Till. Five of these men were unfortunately black men who we believe were forced to participate. Okay. Wow. So they were forced to participate. That's our assumption. Yes. And I guess we can look at the time period. Um, I'm sure the options were um, to the fact of what you're talking about. So this is shocking information. You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. We have with us filmmaker um, Keith Bouchon on, and he just shared that there were African-American men who participated um, with the kidnapping or, I'm sure, the death of him, right? We're saying maybe they were forced, Keith, to participate with going to the home of the family to get the young man? Well, they were present at the time um, of the abduction, as well as um, present during the murder itself. Wow. Oh, wow. Your documentary has received a lot of claim. Um, everyone knows that. Just put in the uh, film title again, which is The Untold Story of Emmett Lewis Teal. You know, uh, describe the research or background work that went into the production, because I- I've seen clips of it, and it is hard-hitting and very impressive. I mean, it had to take a lot of work from you and your team, right? Did you have the opportunity to interview any family members? Yes. Um, you know, one of the biggest obstacles dealing with the immaterial murder case was the fact of going in, into the Delta itself and getting people to come for, forward to speak about the murder. Um, at the time of me going into the Delta, it was 1996, 97. Okay. So many people were still hesitant about talking about the case because there were many of the perpetrators at the time who were still alive, something I did not know at the time. So um, going into the Delta and trying to convince eyewitnesses to the crime or witnesses who um, had come across information that was needed to get the case reopened, it took a little time. And the first thing I wanted to do before I reach out to those who are living in the community outside the family was to speak to those who were there that day. Um, the family members of Emmett Till, the southern cousins that he went to visit. And they had never really had a, they never really had a platform to really address this story. And so I provided that for them, but it took me nine years to produce oh, wow. film. And a lot of that time was trying to convince people to come forward to give me information on the case. Wow. And you have the opportunity, right, to have access or interview his mother, who I understand is now deceased. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. The late Mamie Till Mobley was one of the most prolific people I will ever meet in my lifetime. She became an extremely close friend and a teacher um, to me. Um, she believed in my work and the research that I was doing at the film before I believed in myself, actually. Uh, I, was 20, I was 22 years old when I started research on the Emmett Till case. I'm 44 years old now, so it's been 22 years of my life, and I was able to work with her for eight and a half years until she unfortunately passed away in 2003, one year right after um, the Till case was reopened by the United States Justice Department. But um, one of the things I have to say um, that was so great about the Till murder case was Mrs. Mobley's um, tenacity and and her bravery to have an open casket funeral. 
so the world could see what happened to her son. And it was because of this decision that Rosa Parks refused to get up from her seat. Powerful. Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah. It was because of this decision that Dr. Martin Luther King decided to take on the Montgomery bus boycott because he felt that the murder of Emmett Till was an intimidation factor to keep black people for, away from the polls. Wow. So Emmett Till became the catalyst that sparked the American Civil Rights Movement. And Mrs. Mobley was an impetus to making that happen. Mm, powerful legwork um, with your production. Uh, certainly she, a uh, heroic woman, to do that, to open up the casket. Many mothers, of course, and fathers are listening in, and that takes a lot to do, but she did it to prove a point of what the world was doing um, to African Americans in the Deep South and all over. Now, for his relatives, I know you said you had an opportunity to connect with some of them. You know, how did they deal with the death of it? Because we often focus, have the conversation about his mother, who was in Chicago. What happened to those that were in Mississippi, any repercussions on them? Well, they received many threats during the trial of 1955. In fact, Simeon Wright, who was a significant um, character in the documentary, I have to say, Simeon um, was a cousin who shared the bed with Emmett Till when he was abducted on that night, um, August 28, 1955. Yeah. And so... Emmett, uh, I'm sorry, Simeon, um, for the longest time, he have never really spoke publicly about the case because of what the mainstream media would do when, the t when he, speak, he would speak um, and tell his story. And unfortunately, over the years um, after the Emmett Till case, people began to write the story blaming the family, the seven cousins, for Emmett Till's murder. What? And so there were stories. Wow. Emmett Okay. Unfortunately, the federal government did not have, well, I cannot say this, 
Well, the federal government did have jurisdiction at the time, okay. but it fell on the state hands to um, prosecute. I see. And I would assume, I, I understand the culture of 1955, Mississippi in particular, um, but understanding that I'm sure it, it was it was going to, it was a blotch trial from the jump. Would you say, Keith, would that be fair to say? Yeah, it was a foregone conclusion that these men would be indicted. Um, as you said, it was 1955. The state of Mississippi, particularly this area of uh, Mississippi, the Delta, was considered to be the free state. Which meant that anything that transpired in the state of Mississippi, especially in this community, no outside influences could come in to intervene. That means even the federal government cannot come in and intervene, and that's why they didn't initially step in. One of the reasons I have to say is that's why they didn't initially step in. But perhaps it could have been that Dwight General, General um, I'm sorry, President Dwight Eisenhower at the time okay. did not want to deal with a a controversial case such as Till. At that case. You know, I want to go back some when you spoke of his cousin, Simeon, or Simeon. Um, when we say the media, um, often, of course, portrayed it uh, very wrong um, publicly, were there any, I guess, repercussions or kickback in the African-American community perhaps blaming the family for the death of Emmett Till? Because you have to understand that in 1955, the Delta was considered, and the state of Mississippi was considered to be the free state, which meant that no outside influences could come in to intervene on anything that took place there. Oh. The federal government did not have enough power in on the Emmett Till case. They say that like Eisenhower, and this case was so controversial, everyone was afraid to step in to do anything. Wow. And so that shows you uh, where we were in time and in history. It was very different, ladies and gentlemen. We may think today was 2016, speak up, go to social media. Um, but there were serious repercussions of speaking up. Right, Keith? Yes. Many people would lose their lives for ste stepping in the courtroom testifying against white men. And that's why it was so amazing and courageous for Emmett's great uncle to come and come to go into the courtroom when everybody felt that he was not going to come through on it, but he went into the courtroom fighting against Emmett's abductors, and he lived. And that, wow. that is not normal. No, and, and he said, did they remain in Mississippi, or did they go to relocate to Chicago? Unfortunately, um, because of their involvement with the case, they ended up leaving Mississippi okay. and moving to Chicago. Understandable, certainly. You know, I know in 1955 the case uh, was botched. It, I mean, there was no conviction of those two, and you shared with us there were others involved, at least with this kidnapping, we believe, and based off your um, investigative reporting. You know, where are we now? There, so 1955, there are no charges brought forth on horrific murder of this young man, cutting a life short. We're in 2016. Has the case, I know the case is reopened for investigation. I mean, is there a possibility of any charges? Or I would imagine at this point most of those who participated have died, Keith? Well, I have to say, unfortunately, in 2007, a grand jury came forward and declined on bringing up bringing charges on the remaining two people who were alive. And okay. that was Carolyn Bryant. The white woman, Emmett Till, whistled at. Okay. And Henry, Henry Lee Loggins, which was one of the black men who we believe were forced to participate. Yeah. And unfortunately, I have to say that it was controversial all the way around. If Carolyn Bryant would have been indicted for the kidnapping and murder of Emmett Till, she would, have been, she would have been the first white woman ever to be indicted for a 
civil rights murder. And if you did not indict her and you indicted Henry Lee Loggins, who, were, who was the black man, who okay. was one of the black men who were forced to participate, yes. of course it would have caused a lot of controversy that a black man was being charged for his murder. At this point now, unfortunately, the only person that remains is Carolyn, Carolyn Bryant. Okay. So I hope that one day, soon, that there's enough evidence to bring up against her that um, she would be forced to deal with this case once again. Well, now, let me ask you this, and obviously that's the, the woman that um, reportedly that he, uh, Emmett Till, uh, made some sort of flirtatious gesture with, correct? Yes. So do we believe, and based off your investigative reporting with the film, of course, that you did, do we believe she had anything to do with it other than the fact that she said this, that the young man said this to her and maybe she mentioned it to her husband? I mean, are there, I guess I'm trying to figure out, I'm not a legal person, but is there anything she did that we know of? Well, I can honestly tell you that myself and the FBI did not agree with the grand jury's decision of 2007. We felt we had enough evidence that would have indicted Carolyn Bryant. Okay. Um, in fact, we were hoping to charge Carolyn Bryant on culpable manslaughter charges. Carolyn Bryant, Bryant had to understand the danger Emmett Till would be in. Okay. Nothing. So during the abduction, and um, during the abduction, the night, I'm sorry, the night Emmett Till was abducted, um, when the man went in and abducted Emmett Till and began to, to bring him out the home towards their vehicle, their waiting vehicle, they asked the person in the vehicle, is this the right boy? And the answer was yes. It's always known that Carolyn Bryant was in that. Okay, wow. So she definitely was more than, hey, she was just in the store earlier that day. She is believed by um, individuals such as yourself that she identified him for her husband and others. Yes, uh, most right testified to this in a, a newspaper article and, well, a number of articles, I have to say, um, even articles that he wrote for Jack Magazine okay. identified Carolyn Bryant. Unfortunately, at the trial of 1955, when he was asked were there more people present, he did not mention Carolyn Bryant by name. Okay, he did not. So the whole argument when it came up in 2004 for the reopening of the case and when the evidence went to the grand jury, the whole argument was that we cannot prove that Carolyn Bryant was in the truck. So we decided that we didn't need to prove it. When you talk about <laughs> culpable manslaughter charges, she didn't even have to be there at all. In fact, it's, it's as if I was walking into a movie theater and I'm sitting there and everybody's watching a movie and I hear a fire and people get trampled on and some people die, then I'll be going down on a couple of manslaughter charges. Well, one of the things, which is new evidence that a lot of people do not know about, that there were two kids that Roy Bryant and J.W. Mahler picked up before they went to get Emmett Till because they believed that this, these two kids were Emmett Till, was Emmett Till. And at each time, um, as, as, I mean, I'm sorry, both times with these two um, subjects, Carolyn Bryant was present. In fact, I'll go describe one. Um, there was a moment where the night, during the day, I'm sorry, they were going to, um, they were go I'm sorry, during the day of the abduction, okay. they were going to kidnap Emmett Till. Um, Carolyn Bryant, Roy Bryant, and J.W. Mahler was in a cab of their vehicle, um, in, the, in their truck, and they were driving down the street. Yeah. The black field hand on the bed of the truck by the name of Johnny B. Washington. 
and they see this this young kid alongside of the road walking with a bag full of groceries. And they pull to the other side of the road, thinking it was Emmett Till. They asked Johnny B. Washington, well, they told Johnny B. Washington to grab the kid. He grabs the kid and throws him on the back of the um, truck. Wow. Holds his hand up to the cab, and Carolyn Bryan turns around, and she says, that's not the right nigger throwing back. Okay. He's throwing him off a moving truck. And I ended up finding this young, uh, well, elderly man yeah. um, later on during the investigation. Oh, it, wow. It was his story that um, gave us enough evidence that we felt um, Carolyn Bryant could have been indicted on a couple of manslaughter charges because, again, she had to understand the danger Emmett Till would be in and did nothing to stop it. Mm. She understood. And not only that, okay. she went into the courtroom of 1955 when she testified she committed perjury. And she talked about how Emmett grabbed around her around the waist. She demonstrated this with her with the defense. And she talked about how he basically made lewd suggestions towards her. And how he grabbed her around the waist and said he'd been with white women before. Um, there's no need to be afraid. So she made this huge story about oh, wow. made him out to be a monster. Ah. And so other elements um, during the investigation that I felt strongly we could have gotten a conviction with. And um, unfortunately, a grand jury of our peers decided not to indict. Wow. It is Tuesday night, and you are listening to your award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America. We have with us on uh, filmmaker, uh, director, um, Keith Beauchamp. He is talking about his uh, awesome production, all of the investigative reporting and work that he did to get there. The title of the film is The Untold Story of Emmett Lewis Teal. Um, while you have done some amazing pre-leg work and research, um, really enlightening all of us on this, tell me this, it's a moving documentary. Who is this film for? Is can kids watch it? Yes. Um, the film is for everyone. Um, one of the last things the late Mamie Till Mobley said to me before she passed away was that, Keith, you must continue to tell this story until man's consciousness is risen. Only then, then there will be justice for him until. And she truly meant that. And she, the last years of her life, she devoted all that time to educating young people because she wanted this story told. Wow. And everyone to learn about the Emmett murder case. Wow. Well, of course, what's her is, is for everyone. Okay. I learned about the case of Emmett at the age of 10. Wow. So um, when the film actually went into theaters in 2005, we saw everyone of all ages going to the movie theaters to see this film. And so, in other words, you're saying it's very educational, so parents shouldn't be concerned that, well, it may be too much for our kids. You're saying history matters, and it's the facts. History matters, and it's the fact, and considering what is going on today and um, the political and racial atmosphere that we're living in, this is something that they really need to understand and know that, um, you know, the things that we're fighting today, the social ills that we're seeing today are those same social ills of yesterday. Wow. You can see as we hear about hear more and more about unarmed black males being shot by police, then Emmett Till's name continue to resurface, metaphorically resurface every time we hear about these deaths. So it's important to understand the story in order for us to move forward collectively, collectively towards the future. You know, Keith, uh, you eloquently described uh, the life and the death of the young man, of course, Emmett Lewis Teal. Um, it's a 
a horrific incident for me to hear as a human being, and I would imagine that's the case for the majority of our national and international listeners right now. But tell me this, uh, what lessons have we learned from this horrific incident? Because we know you brought up the relevancy uh, for many people, agree with you, but, you know, what lessons have we learned? Tell me if we've learned something from the tragic death of this young man whose life was cut way too short. You know, I wish I could tell you that we learned a lot, and unfortunately we haven't. Um, this is why I've been on this mission for so long, to bring the Emmett Till murder case back into the consciousness, not only in the Americas, but also internationally. This story was an international story. It wasn't just an American story. You had outrage around the world when this murder took place. But with this murder, you saw change. It sparked the American Civil Rights Movement. And so I hope that when this film is seen today and when I and as you know, when I go forward to tell his story story in a narrative form, I, I really hope that this will be a catalyst for change today as it was yesterday. Wow. And so it's you know, for me and you know, being twenty two years of my life dealing with this story, trying to bring this story back to the forefront of America. Okay. It's really disturbing. Um it's really disturbing to see that the same social ills that we were fighting during that time were still fighting those same social ills. Wow. And so it is extremely important that people truly look at this story, understand the case, understand the, the activism of the late Mamie Till Mobley, because we all have been talking about the Black Lives Movement um, recently, um, that Black Lives Matter movement, um, there's a lot of different civil rights organizations out there who are trying to figure out what should we do to make a difference today, how we can make a greater impact. Yeah. This story is the epitome of that. Wow. I feel that this is a blueprint to what we need to be doing today. today. Wow, Keith, great work. How can our listeners learn more about your film? And I know you just mentioned it. You have a narrative film uh, coming up where the movie, we're going to be able to see that really soon uh, within the next year or two. Tell us more. Well, last year, August 28th, for the 60th anniversary of the murder of Emmett Till, it was announced that myself, Fred Zolo, and Whoopi Goldberg will be teaming up to produce an Emmett Till movie. Wow. Happy to say that this summer we will be starting principal production, and next year the film will be released just in time for Mississippi's Bicentennial. Wow. And so this is what I consider to be my second opportunity tell this story in a way that no one has ever seen and i hope that it will reach a lot more people so um but people can follow me on social media i'm on all social media platforms okay and i'm sure you're going to hear about um up and coming information regarding the film soon definitely well quickly what's your handle on social media twitter if uh, any of our uh, listeners want to follow you it's under my name, Keith Beauchamp. Okay. K-E-I-T-H-B-E-A-U-C-H-A-M as in Mark, P as in Paul. Awesome work, Keith. You're going to have to come back on when that film is completed. But congratulations on all of your success. Thank you so much. This is DJ Nicholas, gospel radio artist from Kingston, Jamaica. And you're listening to Let's Talk America. Keep it locked. Do you need to see a doctor today? and can't wait two weeks for an appointment? Are you tired of waiting for hours on end in the emergency room? Well, good news. Get Well Urgent Care is open seven days a week from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Dr. Baruti and his well-trained staff 
specialize in minor surgical procedures like keloid removal, IV therapy, telemedicine, and a six-month physician-supervised weight loss program. Get Well Urgent Care is located in Douglasville, Georgia, Interstate 20, Exit 37. Call 404-937-3508 or go to www.getwellga.org. Well, everyone, that concludes our show for this Tuesday night, but you have to stay with us. Join us again next Tuesday night, same time, same place, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, I would encourage you to check out our website, www.letstalkamerica with ShanaThornton.com, www.letstalkamerica with ShanaThornton.com. There you can stay tuned in at your convenience anytime. Listen again now or later, and you can go on iTunes and listen to the replay podcast episodes at your convenience there also. Well, everyone, you know we love great music and great conversation, and it's been one groundbreaking segment tonight. Again, a closer look at the life and death of Emmett Teal. Right now, we're going to air um, a debut here on Let's Talk America Radio. The artist's name is D. Russ. He's a vocalist and a rapper, and the song is titled Forever. I like it. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it, too. Hey, uh, connect with him if you like him. Uh, D. Russ is the name. Put the name in your favorite search engine and follow up there. Again, a special thanks to all of our independent indie artists, also those that are on a midsize or major labels. Thanks for submitting your music. We appreciate it. Real talk for real people and awesome music. Stay with Let's Talk America Radio, everyone. We shall chat next Tuesday night. Let's Talk America Radio is an entity of Pageant and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2016. I'm really good. Forever. Forever, I love my city. We gon' make it to the top. Just woke up one day. Forever. It was beautiful. Guess it's a new Jerusalem, huh? We gon' make it to the top. So much love. Forever. We're gonna make it to the top. I've never seen uh, before in my life. Yeah. Just hit me out. My God, rock. Slow top. Well, it's a pretty sunny day in the neighborhood. Yeah. Waking with my God, turn around, feeling real good. No shots going off up in the apartments, it is so good. People looking mellow, so I'm thinking that it's all good. Cooling on the porch, baby, mama laughing, joking. See a group of homies, ain't nobody out here smoking. See a couple people working right under the hood. I can see it from a distance, transmission running good. Another couple that I'm seeing over there I know they jumped the room, so they Gucci over there Mama real proud, son, finished high school She did what she could, she ain't raised no fool No blood in the streets, no bullets hit the stop sign Nobody bad needed, you don't need a chalk line We fine, nobody really stressing There's freedom over here, it's ringing over here Can't you see it over here? Well, you know we gonna make it to the top I ain't gonna quit because the flows won't stop But place on this earth with a purpose ain't gonna drop Cool late, the sun steady beaming. The wind 
instead of blowing. I can't hear your heart beating. You ask me how I'm feeling, I kept it real with you. Just walking really easy, I ain't gonna really front with you. I'm trying my best to keep my mind focused. Just remember, son, keep your heart wide open. How you really do it, show me how to keep in touch. That can help a strategy, I'm like a rock to touch. When you really need me, just call me and I'm there. Be there in the midst, have your presence while I'm there. You my savior, glory to the king, showing love to my neighbor. Forever love my city, cause my God gon' rock. We gon' make it to the top, we gon' make it to the top. Well, you know that we gonna make it to the top. I ain't gon' quit because the flows won't stop. But place on this earth with a purpose ain't gon' drop. Forever love my city, cause my God gon' rock. What you know about that? I see a high school, I can see the inside. Nobody really shooting, ain't nobody gonna die. Walking downtown, no one to sleep under the bridge. Got them on their feet, now they got a place to live. I see a few people getting out the prison cell. Got a good job, they don't have to go and stay. I seen around the corner, see them talking to the youth. They pouring to their hearts, spitting word of the truth. They being steady, blowing, just enjoy the cool breeze. I thank them every day, I just fall up on my knees. Another sunny day, pretty getting the ATL. I'm feeling real good, everybody doing well. Well, Whether you know we're gonna make it to the top. I ain't gonna quit because the flows won't stop. We're placed on this earth with a purpose ain't gonna drop. Forever love my city cause my God gonna rock. We gon' make it to the top. We gon' make it to the top. Do you need to see a doctor today and can't wait two weeks for an appointment? Are you tired of waiting for hours on end in the emergency room? Well, good news. Get Well Urgent Care is open seven days a week from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Dr. Baruti and his well-trained staff specialize in minor surgical procedures like keloid removal, IV therapy, telemedicine, and a six-month physician-supervised weight loss program. Get Well Urgent Care is located in Douglasville, Georgia, Interstate 20, Exit 37. Call 404-937-3508 or go to www.getwellga.org. Are you looking for a family-based radio talk show that addresses the relevant issues and concerns of today? You have found the right option. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is your award-winning radio talk show that's for every member of the family. We feature meaningful conversations each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our brand-new website by visiting www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is talking. Talk Radio with Substance. Tune in 